Welcome to Power to Become, the podcast. I'm your host, Marco, and today we have Mercy Owusu with us. So, Mercy, where are you from? I am originally from Ghana in West Africa, but um, I claim California because I lived in California for a while, but I live in Utah now, so I'm kind of like from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of everywhere, but... Okay. So, and how old are you right now? I am 26. That's a great age. <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. So you're you're from Ghana. Uh-huh. You were born there. Yes. So how long did you live in Ghana for? Um, for 17 years. So actually, so my 17th birthday, I was on a plane to the U.S. Wow. I know it's kind of. Was that a good thing or? I don't even remember like what the fe- I don't remember feeling good or bad. I just remember. In the morning, it was my birthday, and then in the evening, we were on the plane, and I was like, oh, I'm leaving all my friends. I'm going to America. (laughs) This is random. (laughs) Well, you're still here nine years later. I think it was more like well-planned in my parents' head, but like for me, it was just like a random experience. Like, okay, we're moving. Okay. So you came with your whole family. Yes. And your whole family just came, moved to the U.S. Yeah, so we moved to California and Southern California and we lived there for like three and a half years and um, and then when I was on my mission they moved to Utah okay yeah. cool cool um, which part of California um, Colton. Colton it's kind of by Rancho Cucamonga in okay I mean LA I've heard area. of I've heard of it. Maybe more of our listeners would know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like an hour away from downtown LA. Okay. If that gives you That's cool. perspective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you were in California. You went on a mission. Where'd you mm-hmm. go to? I served in Georgia, Macon, Georgia, the oh, state, cool. not the country. I know. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of bummed like the first few seconds of reading my mission call and then when I got to the mission, I was fine. So it's, it's okay. Well, that's cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, and then your family, during your mission, moved to Utah. Mm-hmm. To Salt Lake, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Salt Lake. I came back home to Utah. And nice. I didn't know anybody, but it was great. <laughs> it's been great. So um, when I came back from my mission, I think I was home for about six months, just working and saving up. And then I applied to a bunch of I applied to BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, BYU Idaho, BYU Hawaii, and I also applied to LDSBC for some reason. But I had done two years of college in California. Okay. Um, before, and then I got into Hawaii and BYU Idaho, and I didn't get into BYU, of mm. course. But <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm over it. No, I'm glad. Now I'm glad I didn't go to BYU. Um. I'm so, I, I tell everybody I'm eternally grateful that I came to BYU-Idaho because I don't think I would have done as well in school if I went to BYU. The location, the people, the teachers, everything, the environment was the perfect place for me to have the kind of education that was best suited for me, I guess. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, was a large a large part of it your professors that really helped you, or what brought what was the gain or the benefit from coming to BYUI? Um, a lot of it was yeah, a big part of it was my professors. A lot of the the professors here, 
I felt from my classes really cared about me. And when I came here, I didn't have the luxury of going through like my generals to like get a lot of the mm-hmm. easy, so to speak, classes out of the way. Yeah. I jumped straight into my core classes because I had already done two years of school before. Um, and so it was just like kind of from fry pan to fire. And so I just had to get into it and kind of work hard on the harder classes. Um, But the teachers were so patient and they understood each and every one of us. And one thing I liked about BYU-Idaho is that the classes are smaller um, because it is a smaller university as compared to like BYU, all the other big schools. And so the teachers have time to have like one-on-one time with you. Um, sometimes in class and even outside of class. So that was really helpful. And a lot of it also were the people that I met, like in my classes. Um, I was a comm major. And so um, a lot of the people were, we worked a lot together, I guess. We we did a lot of projects. We didn't do yeah. as many tests. Group projects. Right. All the and time. <laughs> <laughs> those could go really well or like really bad. Yeah. And we've all had those experiences where... It's like, uh, no one does anything and you're the only one. And everyone says they're the only one that does something. So I don't Ooh. know who's lying or who's telling the truth. So but true. I know my truth. <laughs> so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, a lot of the people that I met were just like pure, good, genuine people that also wanted to learn. Um, and I feel like I was surrounded by people who were so motivated. And so it helped me to also be motivated and pushed me to want better for myself. Um, and I think that's the one thing that like really helped me. I think I think you're right. That's so awesome. Even yeah. me still as a student here, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my classmates aren't trying to beat me out. Right. But they're with you every day. Mm-hmm. And they want you to do well. They want to help. Right. It's a, it's a great place. Right. Yeah. And there's like there's still competition, but like yeah. it's a healthy competition. I feel. Oh yeah, like. for sure. It's not like trying to bring people down. I like what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're a comm major. Mm-hmm. What emphasis or like what did you specify in? So um, I majored in news and journalism with a module in PR. And where has that taken you to? So right now I work um, with. ABC4 News in Salt Lake City. So Channel 4, KTVX, whatever people call it. Okay. (laughs) Um, And so I started there. So after I graduated, I did an internship there. Um, I did a lifestyle and news internship. And like it was such, I feel like getting a job that was such a tender mercy. And a lot of the promises that you're made, like when you're here, when you're graduate, when you go through like commencement, convocation, and throughout your classes, they make all these promises that the Lord's hand is in our lives. And sometimes when they do, like they say it so much that it's almost like it feels like hype. And I remember many times when I will roll my eyes <laughs> <laughs> when those promises will be made, like, oh, you'll be like a mighty oak and you'll do all these great things and you'll be known for your ability to do all these wonderful things. I'm like, sure, whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord will bless you. I'm like, yeah, let me get a job first. But I was so amazed at how Heavenly Father's life was in my hand, uh, in my life. Um, I feel like I started noticing it more from the moment I graduated um, because when I was graduating, I didn't have an internship or anything. And you need an internship to like kind of 
cap your um, degree. And I was freaking out. I had applied to everywhere and I wasn't getting anything. Um, and then I got an internship with ABC4. And then after my internship, I was like, I think three weeks before my internship ended, I started freaking out again. I was like, okay, now I need a job. Because after the internship, I'm done. I'm graduated. Mm-hmm. Like, I need a job. And so I was just like panicking, applied everywhere. I think I have resumes still flying out somewhere. <laughs> and people still keep calling me like, hey, we have a job for you. I'm Years like, later. <laughs> I already have a job. <laughs> Thanks. But um, I finished and then I was just home going for interviews and not getting anything. And on my birthday... Um, my boss from my internship called and he was like, hey, I also put an application into ABC4. So they were like, hey, um, we saw your application and I applied for a part-time position. Um, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I felt like, oh, maybe I'm not that good enough for a full-time position yet. Oh. So let me start part-time and then get my foot wet and then go from there. And so when he called me in, he was like, we actually want to switch you to a full-time position and I was like what (laughs) you know what you're talking about (laughs) 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 like I might disappoint you but I realized how heavily father's hand was like he knew um that as far as I put in the work and I worked hard that he was going to bless me with what I needed and in that in that moment that was what I needed so I started as an assignment editor at ABC4 and then I switched um, over to become a digital content producer. And so now I'm switching to become a multimedia journalist. Okay. So it's just like I've been able to progress in that field. That was a very long-winded <laughs> answer no, that to that perfect. question. That's awesome. But, so yeah. um, what do you do right now or in this job you're going into? Right. So um, as a content producer, so if you go on our website, all the stories that you see on there, breaking news stories, mm-hmm. um, I write a lot of them. There's a few of us that write. Um, I also do a lot of our digital stories, so reporting um, for different stories. I did a story on immigration. I did a story on colonics, like so many different things. Um, and so it's a mixture of – it's. It's different from reporting for TV. It's like taking TV reporting and putting it online because a lot of people are not really watching TV anymore. They're going, like you take get your news from Facebook or yeah, the internet and stuff like true. that. So that's a lot of what I do. It's a lot of writing, a lot of video editing, um, a lot of reporting. Yeah, breaking news. That's fun. Glorified gossiping. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. really awesome. Um, so you said you did something about immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, was that? I bet that was pretty cool because you immigrated from another country. Yeah. So it was actually um, the story of my family's immigration. So it's oh, about okay. the story of naturalization. And I did that actually as my senior project um, because one of the things that's really important to me is obviously immigration because I am an immigrant. Um, and... Um, I talked about what, like, um, the American dream means to me and, like, what it means to um, live in America. And the, because every time you hear about immigration, you hear about, like, the illegal immigrant mm-hmm. um, and someone jumping over the border and someone getting yeah. here illegally. But I wanted to shed light a lot on the legal immigrant. Um, 
and their stories and their plight and their hard work and how they contribute to the American society. Because um, there's so many of those stories. And like in my research, I found that like a majority of immigrants are legal. There's a very few percentage of, I think it was like 20% of immigrants are illegal. Um, And so I wanted to focus on like the positive aspects of it and of immigration, not to diminish from anybody's experiences. So my story was basically about my family's process of coming in, how long and how expensive immigration is. Like we Mm. don't just kind of magically end up here and everything is handed to us on a silver platter. Um, It's a lot of work, a lot of money. It took my family about 10 years to get here. And then another nine years before we got, we all got our citizenship and we just got our citizenship like a month ago. Really? And so yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 a long process, and I wanted people to see that side, um, that other perspective too. Is that the like the word immigrant doesn't have to be synonymous to illegal all the time. Yeah. Um, it's it can be synonymous to hardworking. It can be synonymous to sacrifice. Um, and education and contributing to the American society. And so that was kind of what that story was. That's so awesome. I think it's cool how you took an issue that was that is negatively seen in our country and in the media, and you used principles that even you learned here at school, I can mm-hmm. think. You mm-hmm. wanted to bring positivity to it. You wanted to shed light to truth. Right. Which is a huge thing we learn here at school. That's so true. Yeah, that is very true. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the American dream. Mm-hmm. What is the American dream to you? <sighs> I think for me, the American dream um, is the freedom to be who I am um, with reason obviously cuz like you can't just go around doing things that hurt other people. Yeah. Um the American dream is being able to have a safe space to share my opinions and not be shut down. Um the American dream to me is a is a place where I can like have opportunities to excel and grow where I'm not limited by my circumstances. I'm not limited because I'm an immigrant. I'm not limited because I'm a woman. I'm not limited because I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like, all those limitations. The American dream is being able to be free to pursue what I want to um, to the extent to which I want to see it go. I think that's awesome. I agree a lot. Um, Completely. No matter what circumstances you come from. Mm -hmm. Like, your family came from Ghana. Mm -hmm. And... And I was there for two years. Yeah, so, so you totally understand. I know that. what Ghana's like. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a good name. <laughs> um, Basically, cheers. But I think that's so awesome. Just like being knowing that Mercy was there at one point, mm-hmm. and now she's here, and anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. And not to put anybody in Ghana down. Like, mm-hmm. I I loved seeing the entrepreneurs mm-hmm. everywhere on every street. People are always. They were trying to live that dream mm-hmm. of just being who they are, mm-hmm. doing what they want and providing for their family. And I love that. Mm-hmm. On my mission and preach my gospel, there is a quote in there, I think about wards in the section about wards, mm-hmm. mission, missionaries and wards. And it talks about whenever you go to a ward, um, make sure that you're a blessing and not a burden 
to your bishop, the bishop in that ward. And I think for me, um, a big part of being a Mighty Oak is making sure that wherever I am, um, that I'm being a blessing and not a burden, that I'm finding opportunities to do more good than harm, that I am impacting the most people for good, and remembering that it's not always about me, um, but it's about like the benefit of other people and their growth as well, and how I can use the blessings of the edu- the education that I got from BYU-Idaho um, and the experiences that I got here to bless the lives of other people, um, but most importantly, shed the light of Christ. Because like, I feel like at the end of the day, at the end of all of this, um, I wouldn't have been able to do half of what I have done without the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the knowledge of this gospel, really. I owe everything that I am, everything that I do um, to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the strength that it affords me um, because of it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Yeah, and good luck with everything in your future. (laughs) Thank you. I need all the luck I can get. (laughs) And I'm sure if people want to reach out to you, and learn more about your journey, you'd be grateful to talk to them. Yes, yeah. I am terrible at texting people, but I'm great at talking on the phone. So oh, perfect. Or like social media. Reach out to me on social media, whatever, and I will share the little knowledge that I have with you. <laughs> okay, awesome. Or at least I'll listen. <laughs> perfect. <laughs>